You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Welcome back to Private Parts Unknown, a podcast about love and sexuality around the world. I'm Courtney Kosak, and I hope you're hungry for cheese curds, privates, because we're going on a trip to Wisconsin today. That's right. We are visiting with my friend, Amanda McNeil. Amanda and I have taken several writing classes together over the years, including one that was a whole year long. So I got to read a ton of her writing and get to know her. And she's the best. She writes about kink in the most hilarious way. So I thought she'd be the perfect person to give us a tour of Wisconsin sex clubs, a nude farm, and even a hotel swinger takeover. I'm Amanda McNeil, and I'm a writer in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and um, I've been in the kink community for almost three years now. And Amanda didn't just go to a sex party and get railed and spanked and choked, okay? She also found love in this hopeless place. There is a really sweet gangbang story in this episode. You just have to stick around to the end. So I recently interviewed, I actually just dropped an episode with Dave and Victoria Arena. They live in New York City, but they started in the swinging lifestyle when they were in Cleveland. And they were telling me that actually the sex parties in Ohio were better than they are in New York. And I was like, well, I have to talk to Amanda about Midwestern sex parties. (laughs) I was going to listen to that episode today and like have it queued up for when I'm doing sourcing later for my job because I was like, oh, I want to hear this. Well, that's a little tidbit from the episode, but that conversation inspired this because, yeah, I mean, you've written about this. So do they love like meatballs in crockpots? Is that (laughs) why they're better? (laughs) I think the advantage is like more space Mm. for these places in the Midwest and maybe just like they didn't say this, but maybe just like a less uptight vibe. I don't know. Everybody on the coast like has an agenda. Maybe that's part of it. (laughs) The Midwestern alcoholism. Yeah, (laughs) just laid back sex parties. So I guess let's start at the beginning of your kink journey. How did you start exploring it living in Wisconsin? Well, I was dating around and I started dating a guy who for a multitude of reasons could not have sex with me. Oh. And so I ended things with him and then overcorrected and joined FetLife and then um, kind of got involved that way and then met a friend at a sex party. We became friends. She actually hosted it and then started going to like community events and that sort of thing. But it initially started from some sexual dysfunction of someone else and then over overcorrecting on my end. Is that FetLife, like, are you still active on there? And that's like a good way to connect with all these different other parties and people? I'd say it's probably the best way to connect. I know with like more swingers, there's more swinger-based sites that have more events and stuff for geared towards that. But I think FetLife is still a pretty good place to start. It's a horribly designed website, and this like the search function is non-existent, so it can be challenging to like find the information. But once you kind of like join some groups and start connecting with people in your area, 
most places will post parties or events that they're hosting, and then you can find like community spaces. So tell me about some of these parties that you've been to. So I've only been to a handful. I I used to go to a weekly munch every week. It was the (laughs) biggest one in the city and it allowed like limited play. So like mostly just a lot of impact play. No nipples, which I always thought was really... What do you mean no nipples? Strange. Like you couldn't, you could have like a full tit out, but your nipples have to be covered with pasties. Oh, that's kind of a weird restriction. Just like a zoning thing or something. (laughs) That's what they said, but there's strip clubs in the area where you can have your boobs out. And it was like a private event where you had to know a password. So I don't know. I never really understood that, but it was strictly enforced. And then you went to a full-fledged one, right, that you wrote about for Inside Hook? I did. I've been to two um, in different larger cities in Wisconsin. And they're similar, but very different vibes. So I think if you find one or like in your area and you don't immediately love it or think it's kind of weird, maybe try another because they're different from what I've seen. So give us like a little preview. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, most of these places, at least in in Wisconsin, and I think Chicago too, although I don't have any experience in the Chicago clubs, they're essentially nonprofits and just run by really passionate people. And the way that they're able to get money for it and avoid like being considered a brothel is that it's a private club and you're paying for your membership. Okay. And then if sex happens on the premises, that's fine. But like, that's not the purpose of it, I guess. So you can pay to do a day membership. And then of course, especially if it's like a more kink focused club, you get a list of rules and then also a tour, which is usually my favorite part. (laughs) Tell us about the tour. (laughs) Just, I mean, a lot of the times they don't approach it with any like, I'm like, if you're giving a tour, I want to see some like sparkle, you know, some gravitas, some charisma. They're just like, the wet wipes are over there. Here's a mattress. Yeah, or they're like, this is the medical room. This is uh, where you're going to be if you want to have any, you know, blood play or, you know, we'll hose it down afterwards. Uh, <laughs> one, they had a cake. And so I obviously thought it was for sitting on. Oh, that part was so funny. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he looked at me like I was the pervert for thinking that the cake at the sex club was for a fetish and not to be eaten. But apparently I'm the fucking pervert for even like, asking. If you want to take a piece and whatever, fine. But don't do the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, but that's not what it's here for. Don't just plot. I'm like, who wants to sit on a piece of cake? <laughs> like, that's I, so that just, I mean, I've never sat on a cake or any other kind of baked good. But I assume you want more surface area. <laughs> right? So who's going to these things? Is it Was it mostly couples, mostly single people? Who was there? The first one I went to, it was mostly couples and then also just people who were, and I'd driven to a different city, so I didn't really know anyone. I went with a friend, a guy that my friend had, had a terrible hookup with before <laughs> came, and we ran into him, and that was uncomfortable. But it seemed to just be people who were really active in the community or couples who were, like, going for the first time or regulars. 
So, and I, I think this is true to the one that I went went to in Milwaukee as well. I think it's definitely they're better spaces to go to with a partner. Uh-huh. Or if you know a lot of people in your community already, but I don't know if it's necessarily like a good place to hook up. Right. In my experience. So, and you just were with your friend, so you didn't necessarily get what you came for? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was mostly a lot of watching, which, and, you know, usually at least at the munches I've been to in Milwaukee, people are pretty friendly and introduce you to people. And that wasn't really the case um, uh-huh. there. And then um, the one I went to in Milwaukee, I went to on a date with a couple. Oh. Which, yeah, it was a first date and they were coming to Milwaukee to see me and they were like, what do you want to do? And they're like, how about we do something you've always wanted to do and something you do all the time? And I was like, okay, well then that's going to be like painting your own ceramics is something I wanted, <laughs> always wanted to do. And then like masturbate and take a nap, which is what I do all the time. <laughs> so we improvised and went to the local sex club, which I prefer the one that's in Milwaukee to the other one in Wisconsin for a couple of reasons. Oh, Why? I think the space is better designed. There's like a large open space and then they have like a stage where they can have performers or sometimes they do like community events or art nights. Uh There's somebody just like naked and drawing on the floor and they have like a larger room which has like your standard BDSM tables and like all that kind of shit. And then they have a couple of smaller rooms that have like glass doors and windows in front of them. And you can leave the door open. And if you leave the door open, other people can come in and they have like a whiteboard outside of them where you can like write your rules. So if you like, I like that people to watch, but not touch you or like, yeah, they can touch you and like, you can just have whatever rules so that you can be a voyeur and just like, even if they have the door closed, you can just sit and watch. And then they had another room that was just like a couple's room with a couple of different beds, but you had to have like a partner to go in there. And then they had a private room where they had the little people so that the dungeon master could come and like make sure everybody's okay and peek in and just make sure nobody's dying or, you know, something, <laughs> anything bad is happening. <laughs> but it won't like disrupt your play and you shouldn't notice that they're like coming to check on you to make sure that everything's okay. And I thought that having those separate spaces where you could have as much community involvement if you wanted was nice. <laughs> Yeah, that space sounds amazing. Yeah, it just, I think, gives a really good, a lot of different opportunities for a lot of different play. They also have a hot tub. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of themed nights, too. Like, a couple times a month is swinger night. A couple times a month is, like, BDSM night. I know the hot tub's usually only open on swinger nights, but I don't think anything else is, like, off limits during any of the other. It doesn't matter, like, what kind of night it is. Hot tub's only open for syphilis Saturday. (laughs) And you're not allowed to have sex in the hot tub. That's probably a good rule. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, well, what about, how do you define sex? Yeah, fair enough. Do you just mean penetration? Can finger banging occur? Is it just conversation? Can we just fluids keep it to a minimum? (laughs) Right. But I mean. No, you're right. I should have asked more questions. Totally. The term is a little misleading. Right? So, okay, this first date that you had at a sex club, was it weird to have a first date in that environment? I think at that point, I mean, I think that just because that was later on in the night, I think the glazing our own ceramics portion was a little more awkward just because (laughs) that was like at the beginning of the date when we met. 
And then after that, like we got to dinner and had a drink or two. And then we went to the sex club. Oh, you genuinely went to a ceramics oh, yeah. place beforehand? I oh, my God. I glazed a ceramic duck. <laughs> yeah. I don't fuck around, Courtney. Yeah, maybe you could have gone straight to the sex club. <laughs> that might have been even better. <laughs> but then I wouldn't have gotten a ceramic duck. So you have to think about these things. Was it success? Was it a successful date? It was in the sense, I mean, we didn't have sex at the sex club, but we did end up playing. And that was another nice part too, that they had like games there, but also like mm. they had sexy Jenga oh. where you can play Jenga and like you pull one of the things and it has like a couple of different dare options or truth or dare options. And we played that with another couple. Oh, fun. Which was fun and like led to like spanking and kissing and like flashing and those kinds of things. But then like (laughs) towards the end of the night, it was 2021, I think. It was definitely like post vaccines being available, but it was Uh like I hadn't gone out or done anything in a year or over a year. And it's now one o'clock in the morning and I am really tired. So... I have to go home. It wasn't what it used to be. Yeah. No, it was just like, I wasn't, I was like, if we were going to get this going, it needed to happen (laughs) hours ago. (laughs) I have a bedtime. (laughs) Hey, privates. Privates with penises. I'm talking to you. (laughs) Our sponsor, Fleshlight, can help you reach new heights with your self-pleasure. And that is because Fleshlight is the number one selling male sex toy in the world. And they don't just leave you hanging over there. At Fleshlight, you can explore sex toys with expert guides and advice, especially if you're a beginner or you're looking to level up. If you have been listening to the show for a while, you know how I feel about self-pleasure and it is very, very good. And I definitely endorse using sex toys. I have a lot of fun with sex toys myself. So with the Fleshlight Girls series, you can embrace your wildest porn star fantasies with a different porn actress every night. What? With the variety of models, sensations, and intensities, you can live out limitless fantasies. And you can automate your fantasies with a universal launch that fits most Fleshlight products. With its innovative touch control system, just set the controls, sit back, and enjoy. And you have pleasure right in your hands. Your pleasure is in your complete control. And as the ultimate male pleasure device on the market, it's as versatile as you are. Anatomical, stamina building, vibrating, or made for couples, you name it. You define your luxury moment. And I just want to say, if you have any shame around sex toys, please don't. It is so much better than being weird with girls because you feel kind of desperate or whatever. Fleshlight just allows you to chill out, Wait for the right girl when she comes. And in the meantime, you know you are going to be getting yours and having a good time. So you don't even have to sweat it. And right now, Fleshlight is offering Private Parts Unknown listeners 10% off your order with our code PRIVATE10. So you just go to ppupod.com. That's the website, ppupod.com. You click Fleshlight and you use the promo code PRIVATE10 to get 10% off your delicious new device. Again, that is ppupod.com and enter code PRIVATE10 and it really helps support the show. It helps support yourself and your own sex drive. So go ahead and use the link in the episode description. We can all be horny together. We can keep this podcast going. So get yourself a flashlight and get yourself off.
You also went to a nude farm, right? I did. Yeah, nudists are a totally different vibe, but they're really cool for the most part. It was like very wholesome. Also in Wisconsin? Also in Wisconsin, yeah. Wisconsin, I guess, is your place to come if you like two sex clubs and a nude farm all within like, I'd say like an hour to two hours from Milwaukee. Hey. Yeah. But no, it's beautiful. I'm actually really excited for it to warm up to go back to the nude farm this summer. Oh, really? You're going to go back? Yeah, it's just super chill. It's like a beautiful space. It's like a very private farm and there's like a pond in the middle and a lot of shade. And I got to see a naked man walk a dog. That's you kind of you need to see that, I think. (laughs) I feel like I'm like, where else would you see this? (laughs) And what does the dog think? Was his dick bouncing up and down? <laughs> I mean, the the thing that's different about nudist is that it's not sexual at all. Yeah. Like there's no sex allowed in the premises. That's like a really great way to get banned from the nude farm. And p- I have never had more eye contact than at the nude farm. Like I felt more <laughs> vulnerable and exposed just like being in a bar in a low cut top than I did because nobody wants to make anybody else feel uncomfortable or be the pervert. So everybody's like very much like, oh, hello. And like, just like not looking below your (laughs) neckline. (laughs) That's so sweet. (laughs) It was really sweet. And like, even at a point at the end where my friend and I were rinsing off because we'd gone swimming in the pond and a fish had bitten my butt. And the owners, it's a couple who owns it and they're farmers and you can also like rent a little plot to garden there naked <laughs> at the beginning of the season and he was like Pooh Bear style the entire time and just like a t-shirt nothing else and just riding around in a golf cart um the <laughs> whole time but he was like have you ever seen a baby pineapple and I was like this has to be a euphemism right like I don't know what that means but no I haven't and he's like do you want to and I was like okay, I don't know where this is going, but my friend is here and, you know, she's an attorney. So like, if this goes really badly, hopefully she can sue or something. And he led us into this tiny greenhouse and sure as shit, there was a baby pineapple. A little real baby pineapple he just wanted to show you? Yeah. And it was like their first time growing them. And he was like, the trick is you have to like plant them with something like another plant. That's so cute. And I know there's a term for it, but he was like, because they're friends and they'll help each other grow. And I was like, this is adorable. And your dick is out, but this is really (laughs) like one of the most wholesome things I've experienced. I love that. Yeah. I want to go to your nude farm. I want everyone to go to it. I've like tried to convince my mom to go. I'm like, I just think it would be good for you. And like, experiencing your body in a different way. Yeah. She would never, she would literally rather die. But yeah, I think it's just a really healing, cool experience. Just having that different experience naked with my body Mm -hmm. when it's so used to more of like either me being alone or like my body being used for sex and usually other people's pleasure. Yeah. Objectified and. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Is there anything else about kink in the Midwest that people need to know? I have been to a hotel swinger takeover. 
Okay. Which please tell was an experience that I didn't. One thing that seems to be in common of all of these events, except for the farm, which I think was just like a lack of electricity, is that food always plays a part. Like there is usually a potluck aspect, including the hotel takeover, which if you don't know what that is, it's where a group will rent out an entire hotel for a bunch of swingers to come over and they rent out the entire hotel. You can have sex anywhere you want, like the pool, the lobby. This one was around Halloween, so everybody was dressed up and there was a DJ, which I was like, what did he think he was being hired for? <laughs> I wonder if he knew. <laughs> and like, what is he usually, is he just like usually hired for like homecomings and bat mitzvahs? And then like he comes to this and it's just like shit-faced adults with their tits out dancing and making out with each other. What kind of crowd was at the nude farm and what kind of crowd was at the swinger hotel swinger takeover? I'd say very similar crowds. There was like a really wide range of age. Um, I've heard that for the nude farm, opening up camping has kind of allowed like younger generations to be more interested, um, which I thought was nice. But there were people of all ages. And then at the hotel takeover, there was all ages. I mean, there was a group of elderly people, probably in like their 60s, 70s. And then there was also, I think, two or three couples that looked so young to me. I was like, are you missing prom to be here? <laughs> like, are, should you be here? Oh, no. Um, but they were probably at least 21, I imagine, but they looked really young. And then in Wisconsin, most of the events are primarily white, but there was a mix. And then people were coming from like all over. There were a lot of people coming from Illinois for the hotel takeover. And yeah, people of all ages. But that seemed like a very insular group. Like mm-hmm. they didn't really want to, no one wanted to talk to you unless they already knew you, which mm. led to some really <laughs> awkward moments throughout the night as my friend who's very social and just wants to talk to everybody was kind of constantly shut down over and over. Oh no. Isn't that the whole point? Is that you're going to swing? That's what I thought. Well, I thought the whole point of this, and I've I've talked to a couple of different people who, as I've bitched about this experience, who were like, that's very Midwestern, which I get. Like, if you're in a couple, there's two people who have to be comfortable. But I thought going to this, like, I am a unicorn. That would be a bonus. This is going to be my party, yeah. right? Everybody's always looking for unicorns. Not that everybody's going to be attracted to me, but still. And yeah, I mean, it, it really especially coming from like the kink environment where drinking's fine, but like if you're going to be playing, like you need to be somewhat sober. Uh-huh. And everyone was fucking hammered at this hotel takeover. <laughs> like they had open, like you go into different people's hotel rooms and like one thing swingers love apparently are jello <laughs> shots. Oh my God. I actually love that about them. <laughs> I do too, but then I'm like, most of you are, like, I'd say the bulk of the crowd was in their 30s, 40s, 50s. And so I'm like, I know that after a number of these, you're not going to be able to fuck anyone. (laughs) And like, what do you really love? Do you love jello shots or do you love sex? Because it seems like you love one thing more than the other. That's so funny. That's the problem with jello shots. They're so good. You can't really stop. <laughs> I got handed a pudding shot, which was like so large and it was really thick. And oh. it did not come with like a spoon or anything. Like it was not 
I don't know how you could have done it as a shot. And I was like, you basically handed me a snack pack and expected me to carry this around. That is so Midwestern. And then my friend Rebecca, like, kind of made out with someone. And she was like, well, do you want to go back to your room? And he was like, okay. And so she started going down on him. And he's literally in her throat. And he, like, looks down at her because it was, I guess, still early in the night. He was like, you know, we're really missing the party right now. She was like... Are you kidding me? What did you come like, here for? <laughs> I guess the this the whole drive back, my friend and I, and we were with this very dumb person that she was dating. Um, and we were saying, like, I thought the whole point of this would be like the spontaneity and the like who knows what could happen and like could be very sexy and like things could break out. And like we eventually ended up playing with like a group of girls that was pretty spontaneous. But then I learned that like most of them came from the kink environment and aren't as into the swinger lifestyle here for the same reason. But yeah, it really seemed like people only wanted to meet up with people who they'd been messaging with before or like kind of knew already so that they could like cement those hookups. But I think that the dating part of swinging, especially in the Midwest, is very important. So you got to make those connections first on the apps. How did you meet Rebecca? She hosted another thing we have in the Midwest, I'm sure they have them anywhere. There's at least two groups I know that are just like random people who've built these connections and set them up over a couple of decades. And I say decades because one of the like email lists is from a Yahoo group. So I imagine it's been around for at least like 20 to 25 years. It's like a listserv? Yes, like a Yahoo group listserv. Amazing. Which I I haven't gotten one of those in I don't know how long. And they set up like gangbangs in the area. Oh. Yeah. Is that on your list? Well, that's how I met Rebecca was she, we were supposed to be at somebody else's house. And then like something happened where he couldn't host it at his house anymore because he had like, his neighbors were swingers and they had hooked up. And I don't know, there was drama uh-huh. And so at the last minute, she was like, I'll have it at my house. And I went to that not knowing anyone. And oh. her and I became friends. At the gangbang? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. You have to write the essay. I met my best friend at the gangbang. Courtney, <laughs> you, I, you've read, I've written about it partially in an essay that you've read. Oh, did but you? But I only talk about how... Like at one part, we came across one another and we were like on the same bed facing each other. And I hadn't really met her. Like when I first got there, the guy who like put the event together and was like the host wanted to make sure that like I felt very comfortable. And there was like two other women there. And he was like, you know, I know this is your first time at one of these things. Like feel free to be as dressed or undressed as you want to like walk around. Like don't feel like you have to do anything if it makes you feel more comfortable, you can take this camera and like go and take pictures and like the pictures are only sent to the women. I was like, what am I like the yearbook photographer (laughs) now of this? Um, And he's like, if anybody makes you feel uncomfortable, like let me know and like we'll get rid of them. And so I'd walk past her and said like, oh, hey, but she was busy. And then we ended up on the same bed facing each other and we were both being penetrated from behind and I stuck my hand out 
and was like, it's really nice to meet you. You have a really beautiful home. Oh, I remember. I vaguely remember this, but that wasn't the headline of that essay, right? Yeah, no. She was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like the whole time I'd wanted to be like, are these hardwoods original? And I was like, I know you can't say anything about our floors. So I, I knew enough to not <laughs> mention that during a gangbang, but... That's so funny. Dude, you have to write a Cosmo Confesse. I met my best friend at a gangbang. Oh, <laughs> I'll send so you the email. email. Kayla. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, we solved that. And thank you so much for sharing about this delightful scene, this very Midwestern scene. Lots yeah, of mayo. Yeah, I think the takeaways are... On the kink scene in the Midwest. Bring a crock pot. <laughs> condoms. And like get to know people in the community before, like if you think that you go, you're going in that you're just gonna like be fucking everyone and it's just gonna be a bunch of sex before you actually get to build connections and community. I think you may be disappointed. I think that getting to know people and having that comfort level is is important in the scene here. But you might, you might meet a great friend along the way. You might meet a great friend who then you can take to all the other sex events and nude farms. She's been my partner in crime for all of those, so. I love that Amanda met her best friend at a gangbang. I think that is the perfect outcome. Thank you so much to Amanda for giving us this awesome Midwestern sex party tour. And thank you for tuning into this episode of Private Parts Unknown. Stay tuned right here. It is hot pod summer. So I have got another sexy episode coming your way next week. And for the latest episodes, look down and make sure you're following us on your favorite podcast player now. To stay in touch between episodes, follow me at Courtney Kosak. That is K-O-C-A. K on Instagram and Twitter. Follow the show at Private Parts Unknown on Instagram and at Private Parts Un on Twitter. And hey, baby, I am shamelessly trying to hit the top 1% on OnlyFans by my three-year anniversary in August. So if you are interested in a Playboy-style peek behind the podcast, you can subscribe to my OnlyFans account, which also really helps support this show because that's how I make a bunch of my money. And it is OnlyFans.com slash Coco Peep Show. Again, OnlyFans.com slash Coco Peep Show. And of course, subscribe to our newsletter at privatepartsunknown.substack.com. There is a link in the episode description for that. And the Private Parts Unknown YouTube channel has been resurrected. It is back from the dead and there are new videos daily. Multi-Amory, Gigi Ingle, Dr. Amir Marashi, stuff from the archives, new episodes. There is so much content, so check it out. It is youtube.com slash private parts unknown. Again, youtube.com slash private parts unknown. And make sure you subscribe. That really helps us out, even if you don't plan on watching episodes over there. Shout out to Amy Roush for the bomb-ass theme music. For more info about Amy and her music, check out amyrausch.com. That is Amy, R-A-A-S-C-H.com. This episode was mixed by my ride-or-die audio guy, Michael Castaneda of Plastic Audio. And after enjoying this content, could we ask you for a quick favor? Just go to ratethispodcast.com slash private and give us a five-star rating and review. And I have a hot pod summer goal 
for ratings. I am trying to get to 350 on Apple Podcasts and 150 on Spotify by the end of the summer. You can help. If you are listening on either platform right now, just give five stars. If you're on Apple, I would love your review, just a sentence or two of what you love about the show on Spotify. To rate the show, you just go to the upper left-hand corner of the Private Parts Unknown page. You click the star button, and then you click all five stars. And one more thing, there is a new way you can help support the show. We are now on the Fountain app. So if you are listening on a V4V platform and you get value from this show, you can support us by sending a boostogram. You can even send a comment along with your boost. And I have to say, those are my favorite messages to get. So shout out to everyone who has supported the show already on Fountain. We love you so much. And thank you, Privates, for making it this far. I love you so much. Until next time, stay curious and keep exploring.